to Campfire Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome, campers, to this week's Fireside Chat. Before we get started, I'd like to take a moment and remind our listeners of our Patreon. It is there where you will find behind-the-scenes and bonus content, including a deep-dive series on the missing 411 phenomena, strange and curious cases of the Men in Black, and the continued Campfire Classics collection. You can find all of that at patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. In addition to all the bonus content, you will get discount codes to use in our merch store. The link for that can be found via our link tree or in the episode description. Now to today's guest. Today we will be interviewing longtime friend David Chastain and hearing his story and encounters with the paranormal and the effects it has had on him. Let's begin. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for meeting up with us. Well, I'm definitely pumped to uh, yeah to hear your story. Just kind of knowing a little bit of of what you've kind of filled me in on and on everything. So you know, if you're ready to kind of jump in, uh, I'd love to. I'd love to hear about it. And yeah. So the whole thing started when I was in like third or fourth grade. Uh, I grew up in Muncie, Indiana, uh, and then you you grew up in Harper, yeah. right? Yep. Okay, I, I thought so. So this all kind of started right between Muncie and Hartford, over on Highway 3 out by uh, Sky High. Okay. And yeah. that, that uh, cemetery that's like basically right off, right, like catacomb yeah. from that. Um, so, uh, like I said, th- third or fourth grade, and this, this kid moved to my school. His name was Scott. We're still very good friends to this day. Um, but uh, it was the, the first night that he ever had me come over and like spend the night. And I'm, I'm, uh, the, the, the house was, I don't know if you remember that white house that like shares the property line with the cemetery. Mm. It's not. Uh, Yeah, Uh, I I might, but yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to even like picture the area. So, yeah. So we're, uh, we're pretty sure that like, it was probably at one point, like wherever, like the caretakers for the grounds live. Uh, We don't know that for sure. And we're also pretty sure that it may have been part of the underground railroad at one point i mean it's an old house and the basement in that place is fucking nuts. that would be pretty uh, awesome though if it was yeah yeah um and if, if that's not what it was then there was some other weird right. thing going on there. <laughs> um so like you go down to the basement of this place and um it's like separated in rooms essentially all right um like it's not just one big basement it's just it's like a like almost like a like a honeycomb of rooms once you get in there um and the first room it looks like just like a pretty standard unfinished basement just like concrete floors concrete walls like whatever um but like each room that you go into like each door that you go through it just gets kind of like progressively shittier and shittier um like at, at one point it's like these like really old kind of gross rotten out like hardwood floors and just like mortars for it the already wall. sounds creepy and, like, yeah i know right <laughs> and then like you get back in a little bit further there's also no electricity in the basement at all so there's no lights uh, there's no windows either it's like completely grade so like it's like pitch black when you go in mm-hmm. there um and we never actually got through the entire basement so what happens is the house is here 
and the cemetery is right here, right? And so you go down to the basement, and the rooms kind of circle around the foundation mm-hmm. of it, and then at one point starts going just like in that direction of the cemetery, um, mm-hmm. which we've never gone through the entire thing. I'm sure that it doesn't go all the way to the cemetery, but like still, like pretty, like it definitely like goes farther in that in direction, that direction yeah. than it should, you know. Um, and the the, fr- the the last room that we ever got to, we never went past it. It was just like dirt floors and shitty stone walls. And the, the door was literally like, you remember the end of the original It? Yeah. Before they, before they go into like the cavern where they fight the big giant stupid spider crab monster thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's just like these like, like those like shitty wooden boards with like a latch kind of thing. It looked like that. We've never gone past okay. that. So that was my introduction to this house. My first time like ever hanging out with this kid out, outside of school. That's quite um, the introduction. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And um, there was an attic too, but when they moved in, the attic was locked and nobody had a key for it. Like it was basically Beetlejuice. <laughs> like nobody that lived there had ever been up in the attic. Yeah. Um, nobody really knew what was up there. Um, and uh, anyway, so that uh that that night we go to bed and I'm I'm sleeping on his bedroom floor, and uh, his doorway is directly in front of me, and then out the doorway is is the living room, and then on the far end of the living room directly in front of me is a big window, and it had snowed that night and it was a full moon and the house just happened to be positioned right to where like the moon was basically like right in the window, so it's like course. flooding the house mm-hmm. with light. I mean it was bright, like it was it was the middle of the night, but like you can clearly see everything going on and um i wake up at one point in the middle of the night and i see someone standing in the doorway and they're very tall they're like as tall as the doorway but like as i'm sure i don't know if you've had anybody on the show yet talk about shadow people ever i'm I've, sure that you're at least i've had my experiences with them. with them as well so yeah yep. so um it's funny because like um i used to work in a camp and i used to tell this story mm-hmm. all the time and it got to a point where like kids just started talking about Slenderman all the time. I don't know what the right. Slenderman was. <laughs> yeah. You realize that like, like Slenderman, like that whole creepypasta in the game and everything is all based off of shadow mm-hmm. people. It's, it's the same general thing. Anyway, so it's, he's, he's about as he, I say he, cause it's always felt like he right. things followed me since right. this. So it's about as tall as the door. Um, and it's like got form. Like it's, it's got depth to it. Like you, it doesn't look like a shadow. It looks like a, human standing in the doorway but it's it's completely featureless it's just completely totally black um and it's funny because i feel like it's such a popular thing like in like any kind of like horror or horror adjacent community that like it it almost feels like wholesome or quaint when you hear about it now I just mean, because like a lot of people don't realize though the significance to like shadow figures or yeah. shadow people so and i've got some ideas but um but anyway so it was just standing there and it just stood there all night long and i I, it scared the shit out of me i didn't move but i remember just staring at it like i said it's completely lit lit up so it's not like my eyes are tricking me because it's it's so bright in there i mean it's like it's basically like the day yeah because this between between the the full moon and the snow and like the moon like reflecting off of that like the light bouncing in like you can see everything so it's not like and i i I stared at it for a long time right (laughs) sure so anyways i eventually fall asleep I wake up the next day and I want to tell my friend about it, but like I haven't known him that long at this point. And like I said, I'm third or fourth grade. So I'm, I'm at that age where like I've come to the understanding mm-hmm. that I was a pretty weird kid, <laughs> but like I still wasn't quite ready for everybody else to know right. it yet. You know what I mean? Right. So you're just like that, like don't do anything weird. Don't be just like, just 
be cool. But like, I wanted to tell him, right? So I tell him what I saw and he just went white. And he was just like, I've seen that every single night since we've moved in. Wow. And nobody believes me. Yeah. And, uh, come to find now like i said this this is like like grade school but like i was kid friends with like very close friends with this kid like all the way through high school we're still friends today but you know we don't you know, stay in touch right. a lot but um uh come to find like throughout like you know going through middle school and high school um a whole group of our friends started to see it and not just at his house they all saw it for the first time at his mm-hmm. house and then they would start to see it elsewhere after the fact and it was one of those things where it was the same thing like nobody was really talking about it but like somebody would let something slip and it was like oh shit me too and then like we realized that there was like yeah. a small group of us that like had all yeah. that this thing um didn't really put much stock in it didn't really think about it a whole lot you know but uh it had con- it's continued to follow me throughout my adult life wow and the real fucked up wow. thing is is i i now i don't talk to most of these guys anymore um like sweet dudes just like you know you grow up yeah, you don't of course keep in contact yeah. Um, one of the last times I remember being with all of them was like early college days. And I remember bringing it up and none of them remember it at all. Really? Um, except for Scott, the guy who lived in the house. And even when him, when I brought it up, he always says that he only just like vaguely kind of remembers the thing, which is absolutely bonkers to me. But, um, so in a, this thing tagged along for a long time, uh, actually the last time that I saw it um, was a, a slightly before, like like a, like a couple weeks before Halloween, um, last Halloween, so 20, 2020. So that, that um, recently, so, wow. Yes. And I've noticed that, um, like I told you, I used to work in that camp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we, depending on where this night goes, we can go into a whole bunch of shit that I've seen there too. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I was like designated ghost story guy uh, when I worked there. And um, I I found that the more that I talk about it, the more frequently I would see it, which like, yep, maybe there's psychological explanation for that. And like, I'm just like in my own head, but like, fuck that. No, like I've seen it. That's that's always been my experience too. The more you talk about it, the more frequent, you know, the encounters. And it's, it's always when I'm in bed, Never when I'm asleep, though. Like, never when I'm even tired. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm always wide awake when I see it. Um, And, you know, I've read a lot about it over the years, and they say things like you're not supposed to, like, like, they're, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty benign from what I've, like, everything that I've read. Like, they can't, like, everything that I've read is that, like, even if they wanted to do anything harmful or, like, you know, nefarious, like, they they can't. But everything also says, like, don't try to talk to it. Try to touch it, just like do your best and just kind of ignore it, kind mm-hmm. of thing, which I've mostly done. But like, um, usually it's in the, it's usually in a doorway. Sometimes it's at the foot of my bed. Um, and uh, it's not a thing that like I ever really told people about until I started working in this camp, and like as a ghost story yeah. now. But um, because I always, for a long time, I just chalked it up like whatever. It's just a thing that I see when I'm sleeping, and it's not real. But uh, the thing that like finally solidified it for me was uh, my ex-wife. We were we had only been dating, I don't know, maybe like a year or so, mm-hmm. and we had moved in together. And uh, there was this one particular night. I was sleeping on the couch, like I fell asleep watching TV or something like that. 
and she was in bed and she just like middle of the night lets out like the most blood curdling terrifying scream oh. I've ever heard. I thought she was being fucking rude. yeah. Like I, yeah, Jenny, I was like, I was like, we didn't live in like a great part of town. I was just like, somebody broke in, that like someone's killing my girlfriend. Like, yeah, that's what the terrifying. Fuck? Yeah, I sprint into the bedroom and she is, uh, she's sitting up in bed, just like frozen, right? Finally, get her to calm down, and uh, she said that for whatever reason, she, we have like. You know, when you have a partner for a long time, it's not like you necessarily designate whose side of the bed is which, but you just kind of like fall right. into yeah. it. Kind of thing. It always becomes a thing, of course. So, yeah, exactly. So for whatever reason, she was sleeping on my side of the bed. Okay. She said that she woke up and this thing was standing over her. I had never told her about this before. I had never spoken a word of it. And she described it to a T. Wow. The way that I see. And, um, and she said that it was like right at the edge of the bed, standing over the top of her. And uh, one of the things that I've always read about them is that, like, if they're getting closer to you, and again, like, this this is all, like, hearsay. Of course, Things yeah. that I've read. If they're getting closer to you, the closer they get, the the, the closer you're getting to, like, some kind of, like, big thing Significant, happening. right, yep. Something significant in your mm-hmm. life, usually not a good thing um, kind of thing. Like, a lot of people think that they're omens, whatever. Uh, so, like I said, it, it was, like, right at the edge of the bed. It had never gotten that close to me before. Um, and my grandpa died a week later. Wow. Which again, I mean, could very well. I, I, I have, I have a healthy dose of skepticism with the whole thing, but you know, see, I'm, uh, I'm one and, and I always tell Jordan too, is I don't believe in coincidences at all, you know? And we, uh, we, we talk a lot about, a lot about things like that. And then just, uh, you know, just whether like things kind of come about or all these like little, you know, these little, little things that are just constant reminders or, um, you know, just kind of, kind of can either set the tone or even almost warn you of what's coming, you know? And I, like I said, I just, I never take that as coincidence because I just don't believe in coincidence. So I, I think, I think something like that was significant and it very well could have been, and I agree. And honestly, the thing is with it too, um, like I said, it, it had never been that close to me. I've also like, I've had a pretty lucky and like privileged life. Like that's not to say I haven't ever had shit that I've had to deal with. I haven't had like hard things happen, but for the right. most part, I've had like a pretty good life. I haven't had a lot of confrontations with death with people that are close to me. You know, it's not, it's not something that I've, I've, it's happened, but not, I feel like for someone my age, I've gotten by for a long time without like really getting hit with having to that's face good. that. Yeah, that's um, awesome. In, in, in any like huge way. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost my train of thought. I forget where I was going with this. Sorry. Oh, no, no um, worries. No worries. You're good. Oh, yeah. So um, like I said, back back then I was I was seeing it pretty regularly, but like it had been such like a ongoing thing that like it didn't really phase me. I, was, I got pretty good just like ignoring yeah. it. Um, but it had never gotten that close to me. And, and right after my grandpa died, it started moving away again, back to the doorway. Um, there was also, God, that fucking night. So animals, man, <laughs> goddamn cats. We had four cats at the time. Okay. And these cats, you, you just like, they were always up your ass, especially if you were in bed. Yeah. Like you just, you couldn't get them off of you. Yeah. So, um, like very needy, cats that we have. Yeah. Um, and they're usually like, not only are they just like always in the room, but just like on top of you. Um, and 
that night after that happened, none of them, none of them would come in the room. But like, not only that, because he like he could think like, okay, she screamed, she scared the shit out of the cats. That's why they're not right. Here. But, like, but no, it wouldn't you know, be really that cool. lasting, right? Yeah, we we had a really good sized bedroom. It was the biggest room in, in the mm-hmm. apartment that we had, and um, we would like we would bring the cats in. To like, because at first that we thought that's all it was. Like she screamed, she scared the shit out of them. Now they want to hang yeah. out. It's like now the cats are stressed out, we're stressed out, whatever. But so we would bring them in, and they would freak the fuck out coming to the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And they would all pick, like they all focused on the exact same spot in the middle of the floor in the apartment. There was nothing there, and they would just hug the walls and just like scooch until they could get to the door and just sprint out. And you know, so that was that's also like like a combination of like the cats being super fucking weird. Cursing in this thing that I had never yeah. told her about and explaining it like to a T exactly the way that I'd already seen I, that I've always seen it and that my friends used to see it back in the day too, like that was when it finally like solidified like okay this is like there's there's something to this I don't fucking know exactly what right. it is but like it's there there's definitely something uh, though and uh, this uh, this most recent time that I saw I, I told you that I, I I see this thing where like the more that I talk about it the more it like pops yeah. up. Um, I uh, moved into this apartment about a year and a half ago, so it was like the summer before that Halloween when I saw it last. And that Halloween, I had this project I was trying to do where um, it's like kind of similar to this. It was just basically I was trying to get people to record themselves just like telling whatever ghost story they have. Yeah. Like something that had like personally happened to them. Um, it wasn't going to be an interview. It was just going to be tell your story, record it, send it back to me, and I was going to release like a comp of like That would be awesome. Halloween. Yeah. I didn't give myself enough time to get it done. But anyways, I, I told this story because I was going to, you know, contribute that. Um, and then the uh, that night, the night that I recorded it, I, uh, um, I didn't see it, but, like, I felt it. Because, like, it's one of those things, you know, when you get that, like, when you walk into a place, it's, like, clearly fucking haunted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you get that. It's like it starts at the top of your head and just kind of like drops down your body that like sense of dread that just kind of takes over you. It's very much that feeling, but like it's I don't really know how to explain it, but like it's very specific to this thing that I see okay. when I see it. So like it was there, I knew that it was there, but I was just like mm, just gonna ignore it, just like not gonna look at it. Fuck this. Um, I'm in a very old house uh, that's converted into uh, um, apartments. Mm-hmm. I'm in the basement of said house. Which uh, this didn't used to be an apartment. Like this was just like an unfinished, gross basement, and they they converted. Okay. It, so, but the house is built in um like the early 1900s. So I mean, like not like outrageously old, but like old for something in the middle of America. Right. You know what I mean? For sure. And uh, so, anyways, I, I I end up falling asleep, and I have this dream that night uh, where I just like wake up and I'm in my apartment, and I walk to my bathroom, and walking out of my bathroom, I get into the the kitchen. And there's a man standing in the kitchen. He looks kind of like my dad. He's not my dad, but like he, he just like, you know, boomer aged, kind of bigger dude standing in my kitchen. And he's just like frozen, standing like this, staring up slightly with his mouth open, looking like he's screaming, but there's like nothing coming out. Wow. And I mean, and I have nightmares just like anybody else, but like they don't ever really get to me for whatever reason that like fucked me mm-hmm. up like it i i had never been that scared of of a nightmare in my life and uh you can bet your ass i burnt some sage <laughs> did a little bit of a cleansing right, ritual yeah. in my apartment and like i i did it like kind of around the kitchen area where like i saw this thing and like i physically had to like push the thing out like like 
like, hey, no time to fucking leave. And it hasn't been back since. Good. Then. But Good. like, I genuinely think that like whatever, like one of the other things they that I, I looked it up after the fact, I think that something like piggybacked it on with this thing. This thing's followed me since I was a kid. I was talking about it. It decided for whatever reason it wanted to fucking mm-hmm. come say hi. And this thing came. And basically me. you open a door and then, you know, one, if not more, will slowly trickle out the more that, you yeah. know, the more that you and make you this a thing, fucking, right? Then you got to rage kick them out. Yeah. Well, I'm a huge, <laughs> I'm a huge, huge advocate for cleanses and... I know it's uh, yeah, it's one of it's one of the things like I'm I'm always mocked for and everything, but no way, dude. Like, yeah, you you have to to keep like the energy down and things because I mean, just like you, you know, I've I've literally had things that have been with me my entire life. Um, that we've we've been discussing on some of my campfire uh, or the my chats as well. I'm slowly telling my life story, and I'm about to get into my bouts with shadow people as well. So, and it's it's one of those things where it's definitely been the same one. I mean, yeah. I guess I can't say that for sure, but it always has like looked and felt and acted like the same yeah. one. Um, and like I get teased for it too. Um, but <clears throat> at the end of the day, like when you're talking, whether it like when you're talking about doing cleanses and spirits and stuff like that, is it really any stupider than any religion? Exactly. Than any yes. Religion, you know what I mean, and like I am um, there. I'm not going to say that like I straight up believe in magic. I believe there are magical things, but I believe all that they really are is just like something that science hasn't explained yet. Like I don't, I don't at the end of the day, I don't think it's like some big, like mystical, unnatural, supernatural thing. I think, it, I think, I think that everything is follows a natural law, but I think that it's stupid for us to think that we understand. Oh yeah. I agree. That. Mm-hmm. You know, like we are very confined to our, own planet and our own experiences and you know we can only understand so much but i get why people tease me for it you know i, I but uh it's just one of those no things way. i mean if, unless <laughs> someone experiences something themselves it's hard to grasp or at least like understand the concept of it right and mm-hmm. so and i i think that's what it all boils down to really it's just yeah, they may not have had, and, and maybe like maybe they've had something, but they've just chalked it up to, you know, their imagination, and that's it, and just keep yeah. riding that like same mindset. So, yeah, it it definitely happens for sure. I uh, honestly though, like the best thing that that came out of the whole thing, like I've I've had times where like it's genuinely terrified of being like genuinely like fucked up some nights for me, but but like the flip side of that is I got to use this story for years to scare the absolute piss out of a I bunch mean, of kids around a campfire. That's worth it right there, exactly, yeah. It was great, and it was wonderful. And it was funny, because, like, so this camp that I worked in, it was in Catalina Island. It's like an hour off the coast of L.A. Yep. And uh, um, we had, it was schools and, like, YMCA groups and shit like that that come in for, like, anywhere from, like, three to five days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'd never see these people again like you might like you might see like their like like the the group leader or like whoever it was like organize the trip would be but it was like a new group yeah. every time they come through here um except for at the end of the summer we did and we did like an actual summer camp and it was generally the same kids that came every single year mm-hmm. and um i remember the last year <laughs> i haven't thought about this in a while. Well, this is gonna be good yeah the, uh, the, the last year that i was there so the, the year before this, 
think this kid's name was Jordan. He was a teenager. He was like like early high school. Um, sweet kid, but like very much just like as a, a, a fucking young boy at that age was like, I'm I'm very tough. Yeah, I don't. Of get course. Sick. And um, at the end of the night, you know, we're walking him up to their tents, and he's not like crying or anything, but he's just like, Can I call my mom? <laughs> Why do you want to call your mom? And he's like, and he's smiling, but he's just like. I'm scared smiling right. through his teeth he doesn't want to yeah um but uh so that next year it was it was it was i didn't know at the time but it was it was my last year there and um uh my friend anna who who was my boss at the time she uh she was like you know some kids don't want to hear this so we're gonna do two campfires so we're gonna do one campfire that's no ghost stories it's just gonna be fun we're gonna make s'mores that's gonna be right it. And you're going to have your own campfire. We're going to do it way the hell in the back of camp. And, uh, you know, any of the kids that want the ghost stories and that want, want to pee themselves tonight, they can go to that. And then every single one of them came to my fire. <laughs> <laughs> of course. That's pretty cool. So, but I used to tell them that. But there was some shit that went on in that camp, too, um, like unrelated to that. Um there was this is terrible because i worked there for years but there uh there were i can't remember the name of the tribe that was in that part of southern california um but the island was like one of like their biggest hubs the and the camp that we lived in was one of their biggest villages um and part of living in a place like that means that you also die there so there were literal native burial grounds all over the island wow and there were a few that like were confirmed to be in our camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would hear all kinds of stories uh, uh, from people um, about shit going on the island. Like there was, um, I didn't, I didn't witness this one personally, but like it was a story that I heard around yeah. a lot. Um, where uh, Avalon is like the main town on the island, not very big, and uh, they there was whatever building they were digging out the foundation for this building. They found some bones. Um, and they, they brought out, uh, some, some descendants of the tribe over to look at it and they confirmed like, yeah, this is a burial ground. It's fine. Like you can build on top of it. Just don't move anything. Okay. Just leave everything where it is. No big deal. For whatever reason, they moved it. <laughs> of course. And it, yeah, everything on site, like stopped working. So like, like all the electric shit stopped working, like any of the machinery and all this stuff, just like it went down and they couldn't figure out why. And these people came back. They were like, yo, put everything fucking back where you found it. Idiots. Yeah. Have they <laughs> and, and and they did. And when they did. I was going to say, have they ever seen like poltergeist or anything like that? I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there were. Um, it was it was a pretty big uh, campus that we were on. So we're, we're right on the beach. We've got our dining hall up in the front. And then um, there's boys' tents right behind the dining halls, and then like way in the back of the camp is where all the girls' tents. Okay. And one of one of the burial grounds, and like we don't know exactly where they were at, but like what we had been told was that one of them was underneath uh, the the girls' tents in the back, and one of them was underneath our kitchen. Um. And uh, <laughs> I just got like bigger and bigger and more over the top with it every year which maybe it's terrible I don't know but the so the, the, the first week that I was there 
um, I get there in like the middle of the week and there was no camping sessions. So, like half the staff was gone too. I was one of the only people that lived there full oh, time wow. at that, that first year yeah. anyways. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm sitting in the dining hall and it's like my second or third day there. So at this point, I don't, I don't know any of this shit. I hadn't heard any of this. Like I've only been there for a couple of days. There wasn't really anyone around. There was like the one guy that I was supposed to report to one other guy that worked in the kitchen with me. Yeah. And pretty much everybody else was gone. And I'm sitting in the dining hall one night in the middle of the night, uh, like just reading or playing guitar or something. I don't even remember what. And um, in the the dish pit, I start hearing uh, something banging around. And then it sounds like music and water running. So I figure like, oh, someone's just up. Like, I haven't met everybody yeah. yet. I'm going to see who's in here. I get in there, there's no one there. Of course. Completely bone dry. Like, and it was like, when I say dish, but I mean, it's like a big, like giant, like industrial, like yeah. dishwashing, essentially. Like, um, like you would see in any kind of restaurant. So like, it's not, you can't do it without making a mm-hmm. big mess. I mean, yeah, those um, you have so, to like pull down, like shut and everything. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm just like, whatever. I imagined it. Went back to what I was doing. Sit down. As soon as I sit down, water running, something banging around, music playing. And, like, run back in, nothing there. I'm like, all right, someone's fucking with me. Like, I was going to say, it's basically taunting you at that point. Yeah, like, cool joke, like, fucking tease the new guy, whatever, <laughs> right. jerks. Um, and uh, so I just decide, like, fuck it, whatever, I'm just going to go to bed. Um, so I go back to the dining hall to pack my shit up and then look out the front door. There's a flagpole out front that has two giant floodlights that go up to the, the flags. And they, they light up the front of the property mm-hmm. pretty. And I look out and I see somebody on the other side of the flagpole just like walking in the other direction. And I, fi- and I figure like, okay, this is whoever's fucking with me. I'm going to go fucking scare him or whatever the hell I was going to do. Did not take my eyes off of them for one second. Yeah. Like I didn't like look away. Like I just I, like went straight at, at them and they just keep walking. And I got to this tree that they would have like ducked behind, but it's a big open campus. Like they couldn't just like disappeared. You know what I mean? I get to this tree and then they're just gone. And it wasn't like a shadow person. Like it was a right, an actual was physical. A yeah. yeah. They were, they were gone. Um, but I used to play all, and I've got like a million different stories about like seeing weird shit like that in camp. And I used to, of course, just play it up way bigger to, to, you know, scare the piss <laughs> out of these kids. And there was this one year where, um, I'm going to preface this by saying I was like 22. All right. And as I'm thinking right. about the story and getting ready to say it in my head, it may have been mildly problematic. <laughs> now that like I'm like thinking about what I'm about to say, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, God, that's um, – anyway. So um, every year, they're like, kids are great. I love kids. I never want them. I love working with them. I did it for most of my 20s. Right. But right. – Every year, there's always at least one shithead kid. Like, there's always one kid that's just, like, a fucking jerk and, like, doesn't listen and just, like, wants to cause a problem all the time. And that kid would become my target every year. Like, not not to do anything, like, physically mean to, but just, like, I'm going to scare the shit out of these kids and I'm going to direct it at him <laughs> or her or whoever it is. And yeah. um, so this one particular year, um, uh, I had spent the entire week... Like, like from day one, like just like leaning into ghost stories 
specifically about like the burial grounds and shit like that. Um, and they uh, they hunted deer on the island okay. a lot. Okay. But they got left behind, so you would find deer skulls just all over the place. Like if you go like outside of camp and like go hiking like up into the, the hills at all, like you would just you would find them all the time. So, um, <laughs> I would always I would always tell them, and, and I genuinely meant this part that I really did believe that there was something there, but I didn't believe that it was anything nefarious or like mean or mean like ill tempered or anything like that. But that it was just like there were these people that were there before us. They got slaughtered, <laughs> you know, just because that's what we did. Yeah. Um, and that, that I, I've always believed that like the only thing that they really want is respect and to know that like they were there first and that this is their home and that we just kind of live on it. Um, and I always meant that, but then I would always play it up too to be like, so don't be a little brat, like do what you're supposed to do. Listen to the adults kind of thing. <laughs> and, um, like I said, there was, there was always one kid that wasn't. So this, this particular year. And every year after this, what I did is uh, whichever tent that kid was in, and there were like, I think up to like eight kids in the tent. Whichever tent that kid was in, I would wait till they would go to bed after I scared the hell out of them with ghost stories, and I would just go find a deer skull, and I would just put it on the front porch of their tent. It was a big like cabin tent, so a big wooden platform with a big canvas tent on top, and I would just leave it there and then just go about my business. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the next day, they're always just like, oh my god! It's... You gotta stop being a jerk! You gotta stop being... Like, and then, like... Um, and, uh... So this one year, I, I did it, and I, I can't remember this kid's name, um, but, uh... The very last night, a bunch of us played music, so, like, there was always, like, instruments, drums, laying around, and, uh, I, um... This, this this is the part that I was talking about that was definitely like it, it, it was it is is bad. Um, wait till waited until they went to bed. Uh, started having my friend Jeremy. He was hiding back by the bathrooms, which was like just far enough back that we, they could hear. Just start beating the shit out of his drum. He had, he had just had a, like a big floor tom that he took out there, yeah. and um all of the counselors just running circles around that tent, just like screaming and slapping the tent like crazy. That's awful. <laughs> and then, <laughs> no, I know it is. And then that's not the, it's worst actually part. pretty so awesome. Then, I mean, I would have done it too. Like, I, and then I what I did is I, I, I choreographed it so we could all stop like on a pin. And so like, it just goes silent all at once. And right when it goes silent, someone hits a floodlight behind the tent. And then it's just me. They just get a silhouette of me wearing a headdress and holding two hatchets outside, outside <laughs> the back of the tent. No way. <laughs> and then I just get closer and closer, and they cut the light, and I ran. Um, yeah. You probably traumatized those kids forever. They were fine. Like, they all knew. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where, like, and they and they all knew from the start, but it, because, like, they're, they're all old enough where it's just, like, you know how you are when you're a kid where like you 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 want to get scared oh, yeah, and like sure. you want to believe it so bad because like you like the thrill so like it's one of those things where like they'd be like they know they don't they don't know but they know right kind of thing and of course like the next morning like oh i know it was you and i'm just like i don't know what you're talking mm -hmm. about like 
this kid guy. <laughs> Actually, I think it's okay for me to say this shit because the camp has long since been closed down at this point. Um, They're probably never going to listen to it anyways. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm still close to a lot of these people, but um, I'm, I'm just now remembering this the same night my friend Matt, part of... <laughs> God, I haven't thought about this in so long. So part of them running around and screaming was me and Matt screaming back and forth at each other, telling all the kids to stay in their tent because there was something out here and it <laughs> yeah. just disappeared. And um, <laughs> after we did that, Matt went and just got real shit-faced that night. And uh, so he woke up late the next morning and just looked like real disheveled and fucked yeah. up wearing the same clothes that he wore they saw him the night before. And uh, I was just like, they got him. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, Matt disappeared last night, and they I, I think he just kind of went up in the hills and whatever was chasing your tent. He chased him off. When, and and then they see him looking all fucked up. He and like, comes like, back and looking like shit. Yeah. Really? Just, <laughs> he just fucking tied one on the night before. <laughs> that's, that's all it was. Wow. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I, I had all kinds of stories I would tell him about that, but I would also tell him about my, my, my shadow person. I feel like I should give my shadow person a name. I'm 35 years old. This this started when I was like nine. Okay. Should I give him a I'd name? I'd say maybe a Herman. Is it a bad idea to give him a name? I kind of want to give him a so, name. So you can do it if you want. All right. <laughs> so the, the, my reasoning is, so when I moved into my new house uh, about a year ago, the first night I was here, slept on slept out in you know on the living room on the hardwood floor, no furniture or anything. Um. And just all night, I kept hearing footsteps all back and up and down the hallway and everything. And then uh, there's also this the stairs and everything. So it was just constant back and forth. Um, so needless to say, after that night, it just became a thing. Like, there, there's definitely something here, right? Um, we ended up giving it the name of Jimmy. And now anybody that knows of my house always asks how, always asks how Jimmy's doing. And it's just like a constant, a constant thing. Like, oh, you're a ghost, Jimmy. Like everybody knows who it is, and I Jimmy think it's it's given it more life at this point because it's been way more active lately. He's like, people want to party, <laughs> people want to hang, <laughs> hang, 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 yeah, hang out forever. It was especially bad around Halloween, so you know, like, yeah, you know, like I I say go for it, but that's just me and you know the type of person I am. Um, but, uh, you know, it also helps to just give it something to just, you know, allows you to, you know, allows you to feel like more like it is real, you know, gives it more credit, not, not even credibility, but, uh, it makes it, makes it more real. Call him Harold. Harold's a good one. I like that one. Harold, Harold, please don't fuck with me tonight. I'm not. So when I title this episode... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about your adventures with Harold. Her, Her, Harold the Shadow Bro. There you go. I love it. I love it. Oh Jesus! But um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all there is to it. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's something that, that that pops up from time to time. Still, um, half my friends think I'm full of shit. The other half think it's real spooky it's probably gonna be something that's with you forever um you know it's it's i've known people that have literally had something attached to them you know their entire lives like my uncles um you Mm. know so it's and it's something that i've i've experienced too so you know i definitely understand it's uh 
Yeah, but it's probably just going to be something that's always there. Randomly. Has it, has it always been like, I mean, has it always felt like it's been the same one for, for you? Me, it, it, for me, there's been one that's always been the same one. But then, like, there's been other interactions with others that have been brought so, about. So you're one of those. Because like, I've, heard, I've heard stories, too, about people that will, like, see, like, just a lot of them yeah. throughout their lifetime. Um, yeah, I've had a, I've had a lot of a lot of encounters. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you've if you've listened to our first fireside chats episode, but that just like focuses on my childhood, like until I'm like twelve, and then we stopped there. And listened first, I've listened to a couple here and there. I have. We're gonna do. Uh, we're basically gonna do a series out of it because I mean that's how much you know how many like things that I've I've experienced. So, um, yeah, no, I dig I dig your stories for sure, like. Especially talking about that, like I said, because I've had my own experiences with shadow people as well, and you know, it's it's very, it's I mean, it's it's right on par. It's right on par with exactly like, you know, the kind of the things that I've dealt with too. So, um, yeah, I appreciate it, and you know, again, being able to be open about it and feeling you know able to be open about it is awesome. Yeah, honestly, like I I feel like these days I like talking about it mainly because like it gives me just an excuse to like reminisce about working in camp okay. you know yeah. what i mean which like I, I i i try my best to be like very like a, a very in the moment person you know i i, I don't want to be one of those dudes that's always trying to like relive his glory days you know what i mean but right, like yeah those, those days in like my early to mid 20s working out there were like genuinely like the happiest years of my life um and uh but it's not to say that like i'm not happy yeah. now and like i mean that makes sense i'm not happy now like let's be real like COVID is a nightmare life <laughs> Dude, is on I know. fire like, it's it's terrible like, yeah uh, no but like uh so if 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 nothing else i always like the opportunity to talk to about it just because for if for no other reason that it lets me kind of just like like i said like half the shit i just talked about i haven't even thought about mm-hmm. it years. actually drunk ass matt <laughs> matt stand up for you to listen to this i'm gonna make you listen to it do it yeah all right, cool. Again, I appreciate it. Again, appreciate you opening up and everything. Um, I know that you're you're yeah. doing with uh, still doing some stuff with music and everything. Like, I'd love to uh, you know just hear about that if you just kind of want to throw that out and and especially suggest our our listeners to go check it out. Sure. Yeah. So uh, shipwreck Carpe- <clears throat> shipwreck Carpathos is still the main gig. Okay. Um, we it's we we keep hitting setbacks, but we we finished our new album. Uh, back in july i was gonna say i keep waiting uh, to hear something from that yeah man it's gonna it's unfortunately gonna be a bit mm. um so we we we, we didn't track it. we recorded it all live yeah got it russian recording and, and uh had some other odds and ends like actual bells and whistles that we've been trying to get finished up to put on top of it but there is a worldwide vinyl shortage right now yes Plant, it has been plants are so backed up that basically what they were saying is if you didn't have your shit turned into the plant by the start of January, you're not going to see it till 2023. And, um, we're, we're pretty deep in the hole at this point. We also haven't released like a proper record since 2016. So I want to, I just, I want to do it right. I want to wait until it's actually like, an, an, I don't, I do not want to release it like digitally mm-hmm. or do anything else until I actually release the record with it. Yeah, no, so that's a, it's a solid idea. For it's sure. uh, it sucks that we're going to have to sit on it for probably another it's year. Probably um, going to be worth the wait at that point. I think, I think it yeah. will be, uh, I'm, I'm so for anybody that's like listened to the band before, um, 
I think that they're. <laughs> I've been saying that people are either going to be really surprised or really pissed. <laughs> All right, because it's 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 quite a bit different than our older stuff. Um, but I think that it's better. I think it's some of the best work that we've ever done. Um, but yeah, the 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 one the one good thing about you know having to wait this long to get it out is it's going to give us time to like really plan it and and do it the way that we want to. We, we've got some plans which I'll keep those. Which that right there is going to be extremely beneficial for sure. Yeah, which and I mean you know I mean shit like I've known I'm 35. We were like 19 when we met. I think. Yeah, I mean, we've we've been you in know? bands and and like so like you know the yep. deal. Like this is this is going to be like the first like this is going to be the first time in my entire like lifetime of playing music that I've done it right. Cool, essentially. That's awesome. Um, so it sucks. We don't want to wait, but like it'll be worth it when it's done. Um, but meanwhile, I was say, aren't you doing a collab right now too? Yeah, so I'm, I'm in a new project called Tarus. Um, it's a T-E-R-R-E-U-S-E. It's French, and it basically it it loosely translates to muddy. <laughs> like it just means like, like like it like I think the literal translation is like covered in earth. Yeah. Um, and like I was basically just uh, for the whole project, what I've been telling everybody involved is that I want it to sound. I want the whole thing to feel like that vibe that you get in like a really dark forest when a thunderstorm hits towards like it's not scary but like it's not safe and it feels just kind of like foreboding that's like the general vibe that i'm going nice. for the whole project it. it's it's uh it's me it is ian duvall mm-hmm. which you know ian yeah right you're you, you met him before. of course yeah. um he used to be in shipwreck he has his band arcader now mm-hmm. um it's jason sasoya from the band coastlands okay. uh like post post metal stuff from from portland uh Devbot, from he's from the Bay Area. He's in uh, Shipwreck Detective, a band called Isles, a band called Grimoires, and then our friend Heather Bronji. Uh, she lives out in Philly. She lived in Muncie for a long time. I can't. I think she's from Columbus, but yeah, she's she's in Philly now. Um, and she does uh, like sound design and stuff like that for movies. So she does all this like cool like f- field recording shit for us. Like this this track that we just dropped a couple weeks ago has like this like really warped like EKG machine recording that she got. Um, so what we do is we basically like I'll do a layer, pass it to the next person, they do their bit, next, next, and we just kinda like cycle that until we get to a point where a song is done. And what we are we've only released one song so far, but what we're left with is just like this really dense ambient soundscape. Like it doesn't really fall in line with like what a lot of ambient music is these days, yeah. I feel like. Um, we, we very much have kind of like our own flavor and uh what we have decided is basically like each each one is just going to be a score for like a short horror movie nice that's awesome. <laughs> like i don't know i don't know if you saw the uh the the video that we released yeah. a couple weeks ago but um the the goal is to do videos for each song um we got we have five or six in the chamber right now we're trying to figure out how we're going to release them um but it, it's i'll save the details until we know for sure we we got we got some plans for that and then I got some other odds and ends too, but those are the two main gigs. That's awesome. Right I'll make sure that we also include links to those in the show notes and everything. Uh, so our listeners cool. can get a chance yeah. to check it out. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, for sure. Well, David, I appreciate you hanging out, uh, being able to again, come on, tell your story. Um, we need to catch up soon. Uh, actually face to face because it's been way too long. Yeah, dude, so. for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week. 
and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. And if you want more, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. It's there you will find bonus content, behind the scenes, or just keeping up on our day to day, and maybe some swag along the way. It is our way to show thanks for your support and do everything we can to provide you with as much content as possible. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. With that said, we want to get to know each and every one of you, so please come and check us out on all the socials at campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at campfire.totsau on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And lastly, we do have our merch store. You can find the link available on all of our social media or via our link tree. Show your support. Buy a shirt, buy a sticker, buy a blanket, buy a pillow, anything that you want to rep Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. And that's it. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers, stay weird and trust in the unknown.